are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's a reason that we have zero matches announced for a pay-per-view next Sunday. I'll tell you about it and... I'll tell you which wrestling legend is going on the Hollywood Walk of Fame very soon. For Friday, December the 6th, 2019, this is your Cultaholic Daily Wrestling News. And now, WWE Tables, Ladders and Chairs. Nothing, nothing, Sunday, it's TLC, and we have zero matches announced. Uh, we do know that the Target Center was sent by WWE a couple of matches to announce locally, including Bobby Lashley versus Rusev, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin, and the Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch in a TLC match. So they've been advertised locally, but they've not been advertised on television. Now, apparently, there is a method to the madness of not promoting a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from the Wrestling Observer this morning. Vince McMahon's new philosophy is that the pay-per-views are all about network sign-ups. The belief is based on patterns of sign-ups. Is that... The belief based on patterns of sign-ups is that they are big the last day of the show and not before. So... Unlike ticket sales, which come a month or so in advance, and pay-per-view parties, which get arranged days, if not a week before, the dynamic is completely different, and therefore, there's no need to rush anything. Vince McMahon has also changed course several times. As of last word, Reigns versus Corbin will be a stipulation match. We mentioned a few weeks back that this could end up being a dog collar match. Uh, We haven't heard anything about that, nor have we heard about the stipulation, if there is a stipulation, for Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. So that is the method there, and it does kind of explain why we've had a few pay-per-views in 2019 where we've got very close to the show itself, and we've had no matches announced for it. I kind of get it. I mean... There is that mindset of if you book very close to the time, you're more likely to, you know, have people's interest whilst in the moment, I guess. But surely there is something to be said for booking long term matches. I mean, I mean, you you think about, okay, the, the normal run into WrestleMania begins at the Royal Rumble. So you're booking a match three months out. 
and you've got three months to engage people in that match. And I don't see why all of a sudden that's that's a problem. Like why people would get if 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 the if the match is right, surely people won't get bored with it. But I don't know. But either way. That is apparently Vince McMahon's new ethos. So expect a whole phalanx of matches to be announced on Monday Night Raw. Maybe a match to be announced for Friday night on Friday Night SmackDown tonight. Maybe, if not, definitely on the Friday night before TLC. From pay-per-view to television, the Wednesday Night Wars uh, once again go to AEW. Just eking out a victory over NXT this week. 851,000 for Dynamite, 845,000 for NXT. AEW won in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is the important one as well. And if you factor in the overrun as well that NXT had, uh, they would have done 838,000 viewers head to head. Uh, So those numbers say um, a number of things. It says that the NXT audience uh, is mostly over the age of 50, which we knew already. Because last couple of weeks when they have won, the majority of their viewers have been in that 50 plus demographic. And this kind of proves it. And uh, there was competition for the over 50s viewing eyes uh, with the democratic debate over a Wednesday night on NXT. So there's an argument there that a lot of the viewers would have gone to there in that 50 plus demo that NXT always does so well in. Even so, and I saw uh, Ross Tweddle mention this on Twitter just a few hours ago, in the sense that the the ratings wars, it's, it's always interesting to read up and see who's done what and who's fared better. But if anything, what a great time to have over one and a half million wrestling fans every week. In some weeks, two million plus wrestling fans watching wrestling live on a Wednesday night. It's good times. If you haven't done so already, check out the Cultaholic YouTube channel. I myself will break down NXT on a brand new episode of Graded. Uh, AEW Graded with Jack the Jobber is here as well. And Ross Tweddle has all your AEW TF moments waiting for you on the Cultaholic YouTube channel right now. A few more details on the Kelly Klein Ring of Honor situation. Uh, Kelly Klein had a $20,000 per year contract with Ring of Honor in 2019. And according to the Wrestling Observer, uh, there were plans to offer her a new contract, uh, which would, however, prohibit her from taking independent dates around the US and in parts of Canada. Uh, Now, the current contract that she was on before this, the one that she is currently sitting at the end of, uh, allowed her to take as many indie dates as she wanted within reason, providing the ROH got the first dibs on her. So if a Ring of Honor needed her for a show, then she would go to Ring of Honor. But this was a new contract that stopped her working in uh, pretty much all the other sites outside of Ring of Honor. In the Observer, they say Ring of Honor pulled the offer and Kelly Klein will remain under contract until the 31st of December. Given her concussion and only two shows left for Ring of Honor, it is unlikely that she's going to drop the Women of Honor Champion but there has been no announcement made regarding the status of it. Jokoff says, what really surprised me is that we've always had great dialogue with Kelly in the past. Issues could have been addressed. For some reason, she chose to disclose a private email that tarnished our image and it was a clear violation of the contract. 
Lana spoke to comicbook.com. She's in a film coming out soon called Another Version of You. She spoke about that. Plus, she spoke about the reaction to her current storyline on WWE television involving Lashley and Rusev. Lana said, Today, I opened my email account and I had this death threat on my email. You can go see it on into my Instagram story as well, but it's the names that people call you are just absolutely appalling. Imagine being so het up about a storyline. Does Bray Wyatt like the red lights? Well, according to the Wrestling Observer, he doesn't. Uh, Rollins and Wyatt uh, have both shown some uh, dissatisfaction with having their matches beamed in red light during their storyline over the past couple of months. Uh, We found out this week when Seth Rollins was on WWE backstage that... He didn't know there was going to be red light throughout the entire match until the match started. So we can only assume that it was news to Bray Wyatt as well. Whether they will persist with it, I think that they seem pretty, pretty hot on having red lighting during all the Fiends matches. Would not surprise me if when the next match comes with Daniel Bryan, which we reckon will be at TLC, although they've not announced it. Uh, we can expect more red lighting from there. Meltzer actually suggests in the Wrestling Observer that they said st- instead of having red lighting in the arena, why not put an effect on the camera, a la like with the NWO in 2002, or when Goldust ever made his entrance in the WWE. You could do that. Uh, either way, it'd look a bit hokey. Corey Graves was quite critical of Charlotte Flair's current situation on After the Bell. He said, Charlotte Flair has never felt less important than she does right now. This whole tag team thing with Charlotte finding a different partner week after week just doesn't click. I'm not feeling it. And it looks to me like Charlotte's not feeling it. Charlotte replied to this on Twitter by saying, the problem is he's not entirely wrong. She then retweeted the footage of Corey talking about this. So a combination of Charlotte Flair being upset with her current situation, Becky Lynch upset with being in the tag team division. Is nobody giving any thought to how much this is burying the women's tag team division in WWE? When two people who are like the main catalysts of a feud with the women's tag team champions are both saying, we don't want any part of this. This is beneath us. Like, way to bury your new belts, guys. Trademark news. According to recent filings, Sean Spears uh, has filed trademarks for perfection, spelt one and a zero instead of I and an O, and the chairman. Sean Spears uh, getting himself some, some guaranteed. Uh, Sean Spears getting himself some guaranteed trademarks for in the event that he does more stuff away from AEW. Isn't trademarking all the rage at the moment? Some more details have come out about the disaster that was WWE Starcade. It turns out that there was an issue with the transmission of the show, as we know, to the point where they tried halfway through Starcade to broadcast it on their YouTube channel, instead do a live stream on there for free. And uh, you can look on the YouTube channel. I don't know whether they've taken it down or unlisted it by now, but uh, 44,000 viewers at its peak were watching Starcade on the YouTube channel, partly because obviously they hadn't announced that it was on the YouTube channel, very aware of that, but also a lack of interest in that show in general. 44,000 is not a strong number for WWE on YouTube. Natalia is going to be starring in a sequel to The Wrestler. It's, it's transpired. She revealed this on a bonus clip from Total Divas that was dropped on their YouTube channel. Uh, She said she was approached by Jason Momoa to star in the film. And Natalia didn't know who Jason Momoa was at first, which is 
that's unbelievable in itself. The most handsome man on the planet. And uh, I'm only I'm not saying anything that my good lady wouldn't say. Uh, yes, yeah, so look out for Natalia Neidhart to be starring in a sequel to The Wrestler. Starring Jason Momoa as well. I'm I'm all I'm down for Jason Momoa starring as a wrestler. Arn Anderson did a Q&A over the weekend about his time working in the WWE as an agent. He talked about Vince McMahon uh, never really clicking with him. He said after 17 years with the company, Vince still saw him as a WCW guy. Uh, also, we find out from this Q&A that Arn Anderson worked really closely with John Cena. He would lay out pretty much the entire John Cena's match with Cena almost every single week. And he said that when John Cena went to Hollywood, he knew that his time with the WWE was coming to an end. When he was fired, he said that the talent was incredibly defensive of him and tried to keep him in a job. Uh, of course, Arn Anderson was fired after Alicia Fox went out to wrestle under the influence. And Arn Anderson took the, the responsibility and the blame for that one, which led to him leaving and going elsewhere. Could we be getting SummerSlam or Survivor Series in Orlando, Florida in the next year or so? Well, uh, Orange County in Florida have approved of $125,000 in funding uh, as an attempt to bring in some more major WWE shows. Obviously, it's where uh, if we have we have Full Sail, which is set up in uh, Winter Park, Florida. Uh, we have uh, numerous independent, uh, numerous NXT shows that do the rounds around there as well. But we're looking at something a little bit bigger here. Uh, it looks like um, there's approved funding to get SummerSlam or Survivor Series in either 2020, 2021 or 2022. Uh, possibly even uh, Survivor Series or SummerSlam in the next couple of years in Orlando, Florida. A couple of changes to the WWE Network this past week. Yesterday, they soft launched a free tier. The plan being that they're going to have a, a tiered system going forward into next year. So you can watch some stuff for free. You can pay $9.99 to get a little bit more. Or you can pay £15 to get access to everything along with extra content from other promotions like Evolve, Progress, WXW, some other places as well. That's looking like it's going to be in place early next year. Andy Kaufman in the wrestling match. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I can warm up to this guy. We're cremated together. <laughs> he is a wimp. That's exactly what he thought. He thought That's what he thought about wrestling. He thinks it's all a big joke, a big fix or whatever. And and then you're right. There are a lot of people that think that. Well, well, there's... And you're just trying to prove a point because I was a Yankee and I heard this from so many people in Memphis. I was going down there and because there are a lot of all that stuff. Like that I was, a lot of people that think that. And he was one of them. And I did to Andy and exactly what I would I like to do to everybody that thinks that. You're lucky I didn't sue you. It was, yeah. it was a chance to show him exactly what would it's really not, like. If there were, would you... Because let me tell you something. My father said, my father said, my manager said, they all said that I had a right, I could have gotten a lawyer and I could have sued you for what you did and I didn't. And I just, all I want is an apology. Even you asked me last time I was on your show if I, if I was uh, going to have a that's lawsuit right. and yeah. I could have sued you. I could have sued you for everything you're worth. Well, and I didn't because I'm not that kind of a guy. Yeah. Uh, you know what, uh, what kind of a guy are you? And finally, the late, great Andy Kaufman 
is getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, you may know Andy Kaufman as the star from Saturday Night Live and Taxi, among other things. He was also big wrestling fan as well. He would quite often attend wrestling shows at Madison Square Garden. Uh, he had a really good friendship with Bill Apter and was, as a result of that, got to know Jerry the King Lawler, which turned into the infamous storyline now where Andy Kaufman became one of the biggest heels in Memphis wrestling, challenging women to have matches with him. And this got to a point where Jerry Lawler challenged him to a match, dropped him on his head with a pile driver, and they did a whole storyline where Andy Kaufman claimed he'd legitimately broken his neck. We saw Kaufman and Jerry Lawler turn up on the Dave Letterman show and have an argument. Oh, it was incredible TV. When they did the movie on Andy Kaufman's life, Man on the Moon, uh, they actually got Jerry Lawler in the film to start alongside Jim Carrey, who was playing Andy Kaufman. Do one thing for me this weekend. I don't know what uh, streaming platforms it's on, but it's bound to be there somewhere. Watch Man on the Moon, which, if you've not seen it before, is the movie about uh, Andy Kaufman starring Jim Carrey. And then after that, watch Andy and Me, which is the documentary about the making of Man on the Moon. It's fascinating. The, the stuff, the, the weird headspace that Jim Carrey goes to in that star as Andy Calvin. And it features Jerry Lawler really getting angry at one point with Jim Carrey. It's definitely worth seeing for that, if nothing else. That'll do it for the Cultaholic Daily Wrestling News on our YouTube channel right now. A special Brucey bonus episode of Desert Island Graps. I sit down with the king of Botchamania, one of the stars of the Cultaholic podcast, Matthew Craig. We talk about some of Matthew's favourite wrestling matches and if you want to hear a really uncomfortable story about how Matthew and I first met, I urge you to take a listen to it. That's on our Cultaholic YouTube channel right now. Plus, over the weekend, a brand new episode of the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. I'm really excited to once again sit down with my mate Justin Henry as we watch some old episodes of Monday Night Raw. That'll be on the YouTube channel on Saturday night. I will speak to you next week. Don't forget to join us. I love you. Bye. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.